2020 is going to be remembered. Love it. Love it. Hell of a job. Stadium's not even packed. That was Rob Manford, the second saddest excuse of a baseball official in Major League Baseball. The only one to top him, and it won't be for long because Mets fans rejoice. We are getting a Steve Cohen vote this Friday is Jeff Wilpon. But once Wilpon is out, I'm telling you, Manfred is a joke. He is a loser from his baseball decisions to him calling the World Series. That was him announcing the World Series trophy to the Dodgers. Or to him, it's just a chunk of metal. And here's another clip of Rob Manfred later presenting the MVP trophy. Corey, you thrilled our fans throughout the Is postseason with a great performance. It really you sounds like he's drunk. To the World Series victory, and it's my pleasure to recognize was, was he drunk your great when he decided when he came Maze, up with his tenth inning rule to start with the player, player on second by to start overtime to start the extra innings? Max, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be rude. My trusty co-host, he's always here with me. Max, how are you doing today? Eh, I'm all right. I'm very annoyed, but uh, I'm ready. What uh? What got you ticked off today, buddy? We'll find out. Okay. All right. Did you decide what you were being for Halloween? Uh, no, not yet. No. Well, you better think of something, dude. It's only a couple days away. Yeah, but... I know. I gotta gotta get on the ball. Yeah, I'm I'm going as Forrest Gump. My, oh, okay. Uh... That that shouldn't be too hard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're about the third person, Everton. Remember Everton, Max? Uh, E, my old co-host. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he always said I looked like him. Uh, my parents visited this weekend. Once I told um, them, my dad said he saw it, even though he thought that I should go as Daniel Jones after that uh, run where he tripped last week. He said it reminded me playing football, and uh, <laughs> and then my best friend that I'm actually visiting this week said I also sound like Forrest Gump. So you know, I mean, stupid as a stupid does, but yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm excited to play the part. But Max, we have a lot. To dive into today obviously it started with my world series talk with those sound bites of the great commissioner rob manfred but <laughs> we have so much more to talk about we're gonna have a little fun a fun this is the halloween edition of old school of sport just in case you didn't know what you were listening to we are going to give our scariest scenarios for our favorite sports teams we're also going to reveal our top three candies we're also going to talk about Antonio Brown to the Buccaneers. Does that make them the favorite? We'll get into the UFC fight that happened this past weekend. A couple of NBA headlines that just occurred today, actually, Max. So we picked a good day to yeah, day. to do the podcast. But let's let's start with the World Series champions, the Los Angeles Dodgers. They ended their three-decade-plus drought by beating the Rays four games to two. They won Game six by a score of three to one. Max, you know, I I have a feeling, I have a thought about this season as a whole. 
the MLB playoffs, whether or not the Dodgers should be proud. But I want to hear your take. Do you think that the Dodgers should be happy and their fans should be happy with this World Series title? Eh, I mean, yeah, you know what? I guess. I mean, the Dodgers have been there how many times this decade? They finally won one. Yay. Yippee. I've had enough of the city of Los Angeles. So, yeah, jump up and down. Go ahead. Okay. You, the rate, you have no payroll. So I think we got a little foreshadow of what has ticked off Max because I think that it has something to do with not only the city of Los Angeles but the Lakers because, you know, he's so bitter about their finals victory over the Heat. Yeah, but Max, I before we get into that and really, uh, you know, have your vent session, I, I – listen – Third time in the last four years they've made the World Series. Uh, Like you said, okay, you got it done. Congratulations. Facing the team with the lowest payroll in the league, one of the lowest payrolls in the league. Third time in four years, like I said, you won the year. That, to me, has a big old asterisk next to it. First off, you didn't even play half of a regular season. You didn't have to face the pressure of road games, not only in the regular season, but the postseason as well. You didn't have to face those high intensity, highly stressful at bats moments of the game. Congrats to Clint Kershaw, who finally decided to show up in the biggest series of his life, finally showing up in October. But I, I don't know. I mean, if there was ever a season that I'm okay with my team not winning it all, It's this year. And you know what? Great for LA fans. You might say I'm being bitter. You know, the fact that their city has won two sports championships in the last couple months while New York sports continue to be a joke. Fine. You can think that all you want. I'm sorry. But I I really, out of all the sports, you can't tell me that baseball is a true 100% worthy season. Just because of how how much change the rules the playoff teams being at it i i didn't love it i i i really again i can't take away their rings at the end of the day they won it all under the circumstances but to me it's a fake championship what really upset me is that the rays for everyone that talks about analytics becoming more and more part of the game we had matt on a couple of episodes back saying that the rays are one of the most analytical team teams out there and that's why they made it this far for everyone who thinks that for everyone who believes analytics is the future of the game you can take it and shove it the fact that kevin cash took blake snell out of a gem of a game with only 75 pitches this is another aspect of baseball i can uh, nine strikeouts the next three batters he was set to face were Owen six against him with six strikeouts this is another aspect of baseball that i just think has gone so much worse over the years it is the art the beauty of pitching because the days of nolan ryan the days of tom seaver uh, those guys going complete nine inning games is so long gone. I mean, m- bullpen pitchers threw more innings combined than all the starters this past season, uh, this past postseason. It is an absolute joke. You can take your numbers and shove it. Sometimes it's just a gut feeling. Sometimes it's just what you're seeing with your eyes. And anyone who has a bit of of baseball knowledge could tell that Blake Snell was having the game of his life last night. Listen, it's not like you were going to... First off, there's no Game 7 guaranteed 
if you don't win game six. We saw how that played out. They end up blowing the lead, losing three to one. And I'm sorry, you weren't going to use him at any point in game seven, whether it was whether the game was tonight or tomorrow. Might as well get as much as you can out of him because let's face it, if things go wrong in the seventh game of the series, then you're going to need to rely heavily on your bullpen. That was such a dumb move. That was overmanaging. That is a decision Kevin Cash will live for the rest of his life. I really thought the series turned around after that exciting Game 4 victory, and who knows if the Rays would have won Game 7, but I'm sorry. That was a terrible, terrible managerial decision. Well, I mean, I think there's a couple of things, if I'm being serious here. One, they got Mookie Betts, probably the best player in baseball right now, or in the league. Uh, yes. And, you know, as much as people are ripping Kevin Cash, which, you know, I agree, you know, from what I've paid attention to, from like Tim Kirkshin and uh, Jeff Passion, that it's the Rays uh, GM or front office run that team, and they crunch numbers, and they he listens to them. So why even have a manager in baseball then if everything's just numbers and stuff? Exactly. No, and there was even – that's a good point, Max. And there was even an article that I, I don't think we got to mention, or maybe Tommy did briefly, but there was a similar – rumor going around that Aaron Boone was basically a puppet in the yeah. dugout while Cashman actually ran the team. But I, I'm sorry, Max. I, I agree with you. You know, what is the point? If you're just going to be told what to do by front office members, why don't they get out of their luxury box and actually yeah. go and be the manager of the team if they're going to tell the manager they chose what to do? Cut out the middleman. Seriously. Yeah, because, I mean, think about it. In a lot of sports, too. If the uh, GM front office is telling the coach what to do, coaches always usually gets fired, right or wrong, but that usually happens. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I mean, listen, the argument can go both ways, but more times than not, I feel like the coach is the first to go before the general manager. Yeah. But you're right, Max. You know, you look at the team and your first instinct is to put the blame on the head coach because he's (laughs) the guy that is supposed to be you know, firsthand with these guys, seeing everything on a day-to-day basis. I mean, I think we're forgetting something, too. Uh, Justin Turner. What the? <laughs> oh, what? yeah. No, you what happened if the Rays win that game and there's a game seven on the line and the whole team's quarantined? Well, no, I think that's I think that's actually a different point than what I was going to say. I was going to say, why the hell was he celebrating with his teammates at points without a mask? Well, did on? you see the article that came out today? No, what what was it? Oh, he he was just forcing his way on back to the field and like man not management but security was like trying to talk to him and he was just like, nope, I'm going on there. I listen, I I, I don't know if it's true or not. I just it, part of uh, me understands because you think about how long of oh yeah, I, I would probably be doing the same thing too, honestly. Yeah, so you know I get it, but <laughs> I mean. Just a very dumb move to be put in that limelight. And it almost takes away from what your teammates were able to accomplish. Because actually the first story that I saw today, Max, about the Dodgers winning it all was a article online. I believe it was ESPN. And it was a picture of Justin Turner with the headline, Turner celebrates with his team despite having COVID. And I was like, what the hell? What did I miss last night? Yeah, that came out. 
like I think like five minutes after they won the World Series, I saw uh, Jeff Passion tweet it and other reporters. I'm like, uh, I, I thought like, what happened if the Rays won? Like game seven on the line. Like, what, what do they do if the whole team has well, quarantine well, after the Rays? Well, the only thing that I would say is, and I thought they were in the bubble. What the hell happened? Yeah, no, I know, and this is really the, f- it, I no, I know it. It is. It is a little shocking, the timing of everything. But, again, I don't think that he would have been anywhere close to his teammates if it were not the fact that they won it all. Like, I think that he was close to them because he wanted to be part of the celebration. Like, I think that Game 7 would have still went on because, again, by the time he had tested positive, he was ruled out of the game. And I'm sure at that point he was put into isolation. Well, then they find out. I think they're in the eighth inning. I think it was reported. Really? I, I'm free. I'm yeah. I think I'm ninety five percent sure that it got reported around the eighth inning that he tested positive. But but he was a late scratch for the game. Yeah, I think because he had a false positive, and then they did another one, and uh, it turned out to be uh, positive. And he was in the dugout at that point. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I did not see that. I'll be honest with you. I saw that he was a late scratch, so I thought that he was not part of the game. I, you know, that's that's shocking. So yeah, no, Max. I think you another were... another great look for our commissioner. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. And, and again, I saw I saw recent stuff where they're trying to blame it on the player and everything. But you know, at the end of the day, if baseball really did its job, they could prevent one player from rushing onto the field. Yeah. You, you, you would think it's a billion-dollar business. Yeah. But anyway, congrats to the Dodgers, I guess. Uh, again, they were yeah, expected to win this series. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I'm not uh, I'm not too crazy about this. You know, I don't I'm, glad, think I'm glad we're done talking baseball for the next podcast or so. I've had enough. You've had enough? Okay. I've so I'm, I'm glad to hear that, Max. But moving on. Uh, we will be talking about the UFC fight that occurred this past weekend. And Max, I saw the highlights after. I'll be honest with you, during the day, I was busy. My parents came to visit. What did you make of the fight? Obviously, Khabib won. He remains undefeated. He actually decided to retire post-match because his late father, he couldn't imagine continuing fighting without him. What did you make of the fight? Well, to be honest, I, I, I'm I'm kind of disappointed in Justin Gaethje. I, uh, I didn't expect him to win, obviously, because I said TKO in the third round. And uh, even even some judges um, gave Gaethje the round. So he won that round, round one. And I don't know what fight they were watching. Khabib just kept on putting the pressure on him. Uh, the only thing Gaethje really did to Khabib was the leg kicks. And I, think, I do think if he would have gotten a couple more leg kicks on Khabib, maybe two more, that it would have stopped Khabib from uh, – you know, his fast pace and his leg, would have, him shooting would have been a little bit harder for him. But I've never seen Justin Gaethje get manhandled like that. He, It was just, I don't know. I, I thought that first round he was going to break his arm. And did you see that report how uh, he didn't want to break his arm in front of his parents? Yes, I did see that. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And so then it was like two minutes, second round. And the moment he kicked him, too, he gave him a nice leg kick on the right on the uh, on his left leg. And the moment he kicked him, uh, Khabib just shot at him and then he choked him. And it like I said before, Gaethje's a D1 wrestler, and he just looked – he got abused. I, I, I was disappointed in the fight. I mean, uh, you know, congrats to Khabib for winning that. Emotions running high. Um, but, no, I'm just – I'm more disappointed in Gaethje, to be honest with you. I, I thought he would 
he looked like the old Justin Gaethje, just you know, swinging like people do at a bar fight. Yeah, he connected a couple times, but it was just he he, he didn't even look close to what he looked like against Tony Ferguson. I, I was disappointed. Now, Max, what did you make of his decision to retire? Do you think that is a decision he'll stick with, or do you think it was just more emotions coming out? Uh, I mean, obviously, we don't know. You know, I'm not going to step in another man's shoes when you know that happened to him and his family, but. I, I I think selfishly, I would obviously who wouldn't like to see him fight again because of just the fights you could make with him. But I, I personally think he's gonna fight one more time. But I think he's gonna take a year and a half, year and a, um half off, maybe even two years. Uh, I I think there's just a lot going on right now with him and that uh you know his area and his um who he trains with because there's another guy in his weight class actually. His name's Islam. He's ranked he's ranked number ten I think, and he's supposed to be up and coming. He's like eighteen one, and he wants him to get the belt or try to get it mm-hmm. so i think his focus is there now just to be trained like his dad was for all those guys so i think he just wants to take a break from actually fighting and i, I do think if he does fight it's one more time and that's it because it's just he's already made n- enough money and he's you know he's the best guy in that division by far so what's the really the point yeah no i uh, listen i i think you said it best when you say you don't want to step in the another man's shoes after a tragedy like that but but again you know we talked about it about mcgregor deciding to retire and then come out of it if that paycheck's big enough i'm sure there's plenty of fighters who will second guess their retirement but max i want to get your take because again you're much more of a ufc guy than i am but i even found this a little odd and i want to hear your take here's what john jones john bones jones had to say after khabib's fight I'm talking to all you Khabib fans out there. 15 world titles to your guys four. And you guys are really talking about who's the best fighter ever? You guys are joking, right? 15 to four? Are you guys kidding me? All right, so Max, before you say your two cents, I just don't understand this man just because... Honestly, for every time, I'm not taking away from his, you know, resume, his career as a MMA fighter. I'm not, you know, I don't want to insult the man because I know John Jones is a big fan of the program and he can squash me like a bug. But for every time I've heard this man's name about winning something or correlating with good news i feel like i've heard his name just as many times with a surrounding controversy or something like a couple of failed drug tests or trouble with the law what do what do you make about john jones video saying what he did do you think that he is a fair argument do you think that he should kind of just keep his mouth shut what did you did you see that video yeah i saw it yeah what did what did you make of it? Because again, I uh, listen. I don't know enough to really say, but but I just like I, again as a non UFC fan, I know his name. A non you know diehard UFC fan, I know his name for just as many bad reasons as good reasons. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, you know, his history with the law has obviously been documented, but you know, I, I think for this his comment he made. You know, I think there are two things can be right. I think one, I think he is the GOAT. And I think for pound pound for pound right now, Khabib should be number one. Because I'm a big, I'm, a, I'm not a huge Jones fan. I like Jones because he's around my area. Um, 
but his last three fights, they're all decisions. And, you know, the, the race uh, fight was an up and down one. His last fight, it was kind of like, you know, you could make the argument he lost, and you, I could be like, yeah, you probably did. And you can make the argument that he won. But Khabib, like, look at the, for example, look at the past guys he's beaten. He beat Conor McGregor. He beat uh, Dustin Poirier and Gaethje. And all those guys are ranked, you know, one and two and either and uh, champion. They're all, they were all champions, too. Intern champions, I should say. John, like, John was facing uh, Anthony Smith, who's a nice fighter, but he's nothing great. Dominic Race has got knocked out by the champion now, Juan Bohovic. And then, uh, oh, yeah, Tiago Santos, he's a nice fighter with power in his hands, but he's nothing special. And, you know, John couldn't finish them at all. He was five decisions. So I think he, he is right to say, to say because this is the thing we do in all sports. Who, who's ever right now is the, is the guy, he, he's the GOAT. He's the best player. You know, remember when Kevin Durant was beating LeBron in the finals? Oh, KD's the GOAT. Now LeBron won it. Oh, he, now he's the GOAT. He's the best player. Well, well, can I just say, can I just say real quick, Max, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but the, but the term GOAT, is the most overused, most corny word in the oh, yeah. vocabulary of sports. I, I, like you said, Mac, not everyone, not everybody is a fucking goat, okay? It is the greatest of all time, not the greatest of all time. And besides hockey with Wayne Gretzky or some of those other individuals, uh, you know, other sports individually, like Tiger Woods and golf or whatever, that is a question that will never be answered. That is a title that will never be captured forever by someone in the other major sports. I, and I just cannot stand people constantly overusing it with every single player that just steps onto a field or do, does something, you know, amazing or, you know, not even amazing, just something that we've seen done before i i just i really cannot stand it but you were saying uh yeah no just uh back to uh, john jones thing yeah i think he is the go and i think khabib is pound for pound right now the best fighter in the game that's really my stance on it now if he were to come back to to fight do you have any other ideas for matches for him for john yeah uh, not not John. Oh, well, if John, yes, but also Khabib, if he were to return. Uh, well, I think for Khabib, if he were to return, I know him and his father talked about f- facing George St. Pierre. Okay. And uh, that would have to be at 165 catchweight because George St. Pierre said that he if he had an interest in Khabib, that fight, he said that's one fight he would come back to. Now, mind you, he's 39, too. Or not that Khabib's 39, but he's 39 years old, St. Pierre. So, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know how, how long he wants to keep Khabib in the back of his mind. So I don't know if he would come back to fight St. Pierre. I would love to see him fight Tony Ferguson because they've been, they tried to fight each other five times and it's like the worst luck in all sports. Those two have tried to fight each other five times and something always happens with the missing weight. Um, coronavirus, Tony Ferguson actually tripped, uh, tripped on a Fox cord. He was at Fox uh, sports oh tripped god. over a cord and tore his ACL. Oh my <laughs> God. What a joke. Yeah, like that fight is just it's the worst thing. But no, for, for John, he's moving up to heavyweight, I'm pretty short, sure. So I'd like to see him fight the winner of the Steve Bay Francis and Ganyu if they do uh, get that. And then I would like to see him get that uh, championship fight against either of the two everyone's. Last thing about the UFC that I just find amazing, I like, you know how you went through the weight classes and everything? Mm-hmm. It is amazing to me that they can be like 155 pounds and it's just like, 
99% muscle. Like it just like is terrifying to me that a human being is possible of pulling that off. Yeah, the weight cuts there. I mean, I don't know anything about it, but like my, what my friends have told me who have wrestled before and they even said like the USC ones are even a little bit more crazier because like, you know, a lot of these guys are kind of big too. No, like, I know. Hurt, I know. Like six foot, six foot one. Like being one fifty. Well, also, Max, I'm not too surprised that UFC cutting is a lot more intense than high school wrestling. Cutting. Oh yeah. But you know, it's just. I mean, I, a couple friends who like wrestling college, and they said even it's a little. It's not as hard, but I'm just saying, you know, trying to make a comparison out there. Yeah. No, I know. I I even had a couple of friends back in high school. No, I don't think I knew anyone else would go that wrestled, but. People that wrestled in high school, I remember just thinking, I do not envy these guys at all. And yeah, it's not, it's not fun. Yeah, I could never imagine loving something so much that like I put myself through that. Wow, I sound like a fat ass right now. But anyway, <laughs> mo- moving on. Max, did you want to end anything else about the UFC fight? Uh, No, that, that was really it. Yeah, did you end up doing something for it or no? Yeah, we all went to my friend's house and we watched it. Real people or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Funny. <laughs> all right. So let's move on. And Max, I'll let you take the lead because obviously there's something you want to get off your chest. You know, we're kind of in a slow period right now with the NBA. So I'm looking forward to to what you are pissed off about. So I'll let you take over from here. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's pretty simple. Now I just have to just ask you one question, then I'll go off. Did Did you see any reports about the uh, Pat Riley um, end of your p- press conference with the asterisk? I did. I did. Okay, so you have an idea of kind and, of that? yes, yes, okay. and, and I I know that the media somewhat made it a bigger story than it actually was. <clears throat> yeah, well. Now, mind you, he did say the word asterisk, but if people listen to the po- to, not the podcast, listen to the forty-five minute uh, press conference, which I did. But, you know, nobody just even people I kind of like in the media, just grab the headline, put it on there. Nobody did any research at all. It was just grab and go, grab and go. They watch a little 10 second clip. That's the whole interview. And, you know, it's just like someone like Shannon Sharp, who I'm sorry, I think he's funny. But when that man talks about like real X and O's and just basketball, it just blows my mind who people actually believe him. Real quick, real quick, Max. There are just some people that have a great personality and I enjoy watching. Oh, he does, yeah. No, but there are some people that it's so obvious is like a one-trick pony, like a one-sport pony in this situation where like you almost cringe when you hear them talk about other sports. It's yeah. almost like whenever like Stephen A. and Max Kellerman try to talk baseball. That That's how I view it. But you continue. Yeah, no, I, I – yeah, see things like that with football with me too. I just don't even pay attention. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's – then, then, you know, it's on undisputed Skip Bayless. It's like, oh, you know – Pat Riley's still mad about with LeBron and this and that. So, you know, and, th- and then Undisputed goes, they're saying Le- uh, Le- LeBron's fourth title deserves an asterisk when he didn't say anything about that. <laughs> he said that the Heat's an asterisk because, you know, Lakers fans, l- let me get this through your brain real quick, just real quick. You guys won, I get it. But, you know, as f- fans, this is what we do. When our starting point guard and our second best player on the team gets injured, and we got our asses kicked, and then, you know, it's a six-game six series, I would have just liked to see them healthy and play. You know, that's – I'm not asking for much. And then, oh, well, we didn't have Avery Bradley. Well, okay, I get that. But um, you guys told me Rondo sucked too the whole year. And playoff, oh, he sucked. And so you think if Avery Bradley's on this team, Rondo would have been getting those minutes and played that high level? Mm, probably not. I digress. 
just just these people on Twitter, just with that audacity. Oh, shut up, old man. Pat Riley knows more than basketball than anybody on Twitter combined. I don't want to like it's just these Lakers fans too. They don't remember, mind you. We weren't alive either. But Pat Riley ran the '80s with that Lakers team. He ran Showtime. He's the reason why you guys have all these championships to a certain extent. And just you, know, so you guys are saying, oh, Pat Riley doesn't always talk about. It. He's jealous. He's just what? No, what do you think? He's jumping up and down because LeBron beat him. Yeah, no shit. It's a little personal for him. Why wouldn't it be? Like, I just these Lakers fans too. I'm old enough to remember this too. Last year, remember when the Lakers didn't make the playoffs and Magic Johnson resigned and everybody wanted Rob Palinka's head and oh, LeBron's no Kobe. Send his ass back. We don't want him. Yeah, he's never gonna love the Kobe. Oh, now he wins a championship this year. Oh, we'd love LeBron. It's like what? What? That's weird. What happened last year? It's just nobody watches anything. People see one headline, they grab it, they don't do the research. It's just quick. They want likes. They want this and that. And I just can't take it anymore. I, I really can't. It's just like. These people in the media, too. Oh, who the hell is Gordon Drogic? Who the hell is Bam Bar? Think we would have changed the series? Well, let's see. I'm not saying they would change the series, but I'm just saying if they were healthy, I would like to see that game played out. I mean, they made it to six games against them with basically Jimmy Butler and a bunch of young guys. Th- that's really hard to say. I don't think that's really hard to take. I think it's just common sense. Like, yeah, congratulations, Lakers. You won. Good job. Next year's coming around, too. So we'll, we'll see you again. That's all I got to say. Victor, I don't think I was that out of line. No. I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything. I I actually agree with you for a lot of it. And I, you know, Pat Riley, you know, has a troubled history with my Knicks. I I know that much. But I think that enough time. Also, I wasn't alive to really experience it. So, you know, my feeling on Riley is that he's one of the best executives in NBA history from what he was able to pull off with. The big three now, mind you, I'm sure Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, and Chris Bosh had an idea, and Pat Riley didn't exactly do that much of the heavy lifting when it came to putting that team together. But I still do think he's done a great job. No, you're not. You're not doing that. What? You plan two years in advance for cap space with one year deals okay. before everyone, anybody else. Okay. Did. Let's get the okay. facts out there. I'm just saying that he definitely made cap space for that summer knowing how many big time free agents were going to be out there but i think that at the end of the day dwayne wade kind of persuaded those two more than pat riley did yes that's fair okay so that's just all i'm saying remember they were great friends well lebron and d wade great friends off the court i'm sure that the first time LeBron James met with Pat Riley wasn't the first time that he thought about or talked about joining forces with D-Wade in Miami. Can I say that? Well, actually, uh, 2009, 2010 season, MJ was there. It's when Dwayne Wade first time with the Jordan brand. <clears throat> it was that game when Dwayne Wade dunked on Anderson Vergel in Miami. The NBA said no to a meeting with MJ, Pat Riley, and LeBron. And a lot of people think how that's how it started. And then later, because Cleveland won, LeBron said that day, yeah, next year I'm changing my number to six. I'm not going to wear a 23 anymore. anymore. I'm going to retire it. In Miami. Okay, but I still think that D-Wade threw out the idea before that, Max. Oh, no, yeah, you're right. But I'm just – I thought your question was about uh, about Pat Riley. No, no, Max – I was saying that I have great respect for Pat Riley, and I think that he's a great executive, and I was just saying that, you know, he definitely, okay, what was my main point? It was just that he did form the big three. He was the executive that was able 
to get the big three together. However, I don't think it took much convincing because Dwayne Wade and James had already talked about yeah. the idea. Yeah, they That's say uh, the 08 Olympics, I think, is what it was. Yeah, and also, the, yeah, no, I, I think that is definitely, but what was I going to say? Yeah, no, Max, I, I, th- I can't agree with you more. It's all about the headline grabbing it's all about the headline reading people don't actually dive into stories people don't actually listen to the entire thing now i'll be honest with you i didn't watch the entire 45 minute press conference but i saw a good amount of it i knew what pat riley said i didn't think that he was taking a shot at the lakers it's true if that series if those guys are healthy i'm sure it would have been a different series i'm sure that and again, not a knock against him, Max, but I don't think James Butler would have those type of games. I still think he would have great games, but he knew how much the team relied on him, and he kind of put them on his back and willed his way to having those two performances that he did. If those two guys were healthy at the time, it would have made things easier for Butler. Let's not act like those two guys made that team worse let's not act like butler's performance would have been hindered with those two guys on it yes the stat line maybe not as great but that team still dominated in the playoffs i think that it definitely would have been a different series can i say that they would have won no but i do think the series is changed yeah, you know, that's that's just really what I'm asking for. You know, I'm just at, you know, but mind you, look at last year in the finals when uh, Golden State was dropping like flies and yeah. Toronto won. No, I Golden State, Golden State wins, but you know what? That is what it is. Yeah, and, and again, Max, my only thing is, and he didn't say this, is that if he did say there's an asterisk or it wasn't a true series because our guys were hurt, the only response I would say, well, injuries are part of the game. That's not what happened. I understand what he said, and I think that you have a valid point. I do think that people get too wrapped up in the headlines. People don't read into the story, read what actually happened. They just assume yep. after, after the first thing that pops out to them. And I will say, too, if people listened, he said that LeBron's the best player in the world with AD and a nice veteran core. I know. That's, they why, great. that's <laughs> why more people need to listen to this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like, no. It's like, oh, I don't care. Old ass Pat Riley. Like, shut up. Don't. Like, what do you got? I just, I can't. These Lakers fans, I can't. <laughs> I just, I can't with them. They're, they're, they're terrible. And the last thing I'll say is it wasn't too long ago that these Laker fans were mad at LeBron for picking LA because. Yeah, he was trying to yeah, compete just... with Kobe. No, I know. I, I'm agreeing yeah. with you. And it just and, – and and again, winning solves all, right? Winning is a oh, cure yeah, for yeah, all. Every, every time. Uh, yeah. Whether uh, you despise someone, if they, if they get their job done and help your team win, you end up learning to love them. And I think that's what happened with LeBron James in this situation. With... And then I have to say one more thing and then we can move on. Yes, obviously. Go for it. It, it, it just makes me laugh when these Lakers fans don't make the playoffs. And mind you – when Kobe tore his Achilles, they didn't make the playoffs that year. I mean, they did, but they got swept by the Spurs. I think that's 2012 till now. So that, what's that? Almost a decade not making the playoffs. You got the best player in the game, missed a playoff due to the injury. They want him traded. Now, mind you, Heat fans, okay, after we after uh, they lost against the Mavericks and LeBron played terrible, what did we do? We didn't say get rid of him. Let's build him up. Just saying. Yeah. yeah. Lakers fans, get out of here. Get the enough oh you heard it lakers fans i wouldn't want to get him too angry 
17 championships, bro. Yeah, that's why. You, you, no, they won 12. You're going to count the Minnesota ones in 1946 and George Mike was the tallest guy out there? Stop it. <laughs> I mean, let's go to the next. I'm sorry. Let's go to the next segment. I, I, we got to move on. All right. All right. So some. For my own good. Sorry. I guess. <laughs> No, that was great. I, and and I think you had a right to, you know, voice your mind. But moving on, you know, a couple of uh, moves happened today, Max. We have Daryl Morey going to the 76ers, president of basketball operations. He was oh, formerly geez. the Rockets general manager. And speaking of the Rockets, they have a new head coach in Steven Silas, Max? Is it Silas? Yep. Yeah. He was an assistant coach with the Dallas Mavericks, correct? Yeah, and he was uh, with Charlotte as well. Yes. Max, we've talked a lot about these two teams this offseason. Obviously, the 76ers, Doc Rivers headed to Philadelphia after being let go by the Clippers, while the Rockets and Mike D'Antoni moved on. Daryl Morey left, stepped down, and is now with Philadelphia. Rockets now have a new head coach. We we think there is problems with both teams. Do either of these moves make these teams better, in your opinion? Do you think they were the right moves? Oh, uh, well, I just think it's kind of funny how both these teams made moves on the same day. Yeah, it is kind of funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The way we've been talking about him on here, too. It's just funny how. But um, I know last year, uh, Maury almost had a done deal with the 76ers. I think I said this before on here, but I'm just double-checking. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, there's definitely interest there because Sam Hinkie uh, and him worked together in Houston. So that's like a, you know, Hinkie decisible with the process. So I think Maury kind of wants to finish that for him, to be honest with you. But um, to answer the question, I think I don't like Derry Maury too much. I just think he, he just annoys me. Just the way he looks at basketball and James Harden, that's one one player of all time, and this and that. Like that's great. What what has that done for you? But I'm not going to rant on that. I think it's a good move for Philly, but at the same time, why why did they hire Doc Rivers? I know him and Doc were together in Boston when Maury was like low in the front office, so they have a similar relationship there. Elton Brand is still there, so I feel like they still have all these different voices again. Like Maury didn't hire Doc Rivers. He he doesn't really know Elton Brand. I just feel like it's kind of the same thing they did before when they had Colangelo's and Elton Brand was still there. And then, you know, the the Reddit, I mean, the ringer thing came out with how uh, Colangelo's wife had the uh, fake Twitter account bashing players. So I just feel like it's, I, I like Daryl Morey in that team because I think th- they need to pick Simmons or Embiid. And I think they're going to pick Simmons to keep on the team and trade Embiid. Because basically Westbrook is just a six foot ten version, of, uh, or Simmons is a six foot ten version of Westbrook right now because he can't shoot. Yeah, and you can more shoot around him. So I think Embiid probably gonna get traded sooner or later. Maybe six out the year there trade deadline. I don't know. Uh, you know it's it's Philly. I don't I know that's another fan base that I can't stand either. But um, for the Rockets one, yeah, I mean I, I've obviously you don't know how good a. Uh, assistant coach is going to be, even though we, we like you know a lot of people, media in the media think they do. Because you do, you, how do you know? You don't. You're not there every day. But I have seen this guy work out with Luka Doncic a lot, and Kemba Walker swears by him. And if Kemba Walker says there's a good coach in Charlotte, then I probably go to work for it because he's had a ton of them. <laughs> um, and Lu, Lu, you know why is Luka gonna? Lu, he said, uh, I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Luka did say that he definitely fine tuned his game with seeing stuff and up off the pick and roll and his vision. So. 
you know, that's a good source to have. And I feel like in Houston, it's not going to be his fault. You know, it's not his roster. It's not his team, really. I mean, it's his team now, but, you know, it's not really going to be his you know, in a way because they kind of have a system there. So I, I think it's a good hire. Why not get somebody new in there? Yeah, I don't know, Max. And it's something against – what was it, Silas? Yep. Yeah, Silas. Nothing against him, right? But it just goes back to the Harden and Westbrook project. And it forced – I really do think that it forced Maury to step down because I don't know how you go – where you go from here if you're the Houston Rockets. And – you know, I really think that it would take like like a Greg Popovich or a Phil Jackson back in his prime, not his Nick executive days, back in his like Heat Laker prime, to really find a way to win with that duo. And uh, again, I just think that it's a tough, tough situation for a first time head coach to step into. I know that he is experienced as an assistant head coach. Uh, assistant coach but a a full-time head coach I think that's a big task at hand especially with two guys with those egos that they have I I don't love the hiring and again it's more so on the team that is currently in place and it does have to do with Silas in terms of Philly Max I think you hit it right on the head Uh, to me you should go from top down and you bring in a new head coach with your past GM, yet you bring in a new president of basketball operations. To me, it should have been. Now, I know. I understand that Maury became available later than their Doc Rivers decision. But to me, Elton Brand deserved to lose his job after the season that he is coming off of where he decided to let go of guys like J.J. Redick and signed Tobias Harris and Al Horford to as big of contracts as he did. To me, Max, I think think that there are too many voices, too many ways that they're going to try to take the team, and I I don't see a positive continuity, a positive chemistry with that organization top down now i don't i disagree with you i think that Embiid and simmons are going to get at least one more year especially with a new head coach i think that the clippers moved on from doc rivers too early i think one of their biggest mistakes will be letting doc rivers go and replacing him with a coach puppet in tyloo i think that one year considering everything that happened with a new ross uh well not not new roster, so to say, but new key players in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, especially at the season, the postseason, really, that Paul George had. I, I think that one year to decide that you are going to start fresh with a new head coach was a little too rash, and I think they'll look back at it as a mistake. Ty Lue, an even bigger mistake. But, you know... I don't I don't love either of these moves from these teams. And I'll, I'll say it's more team-based for the Rockets. And then with the Sixers, I think there's just going to be a lot of voices, a lot of differentiating opinions. The uh, the only thing I have to say is, man, you do not like Ty Lue. Nope. Nope. I don't well, like Ty Lue. I also don't like Ryan Tannehill. And a lot of people said I was mean to him and – 
we'll, I promise we'll get back on track. But don't feel too bad for Ta- Ryan Tannehill. First off, he's not listening to this show. And two, he's making more money than <laughs> you ever will be. And I would argue he's less deserving of that money that you will ever get in life. So that's to everyone who said that I was oh, too hard on this Tannehill. Week? What? You got attackers this week? Uh, I got a lot of, uh, yes, and also on my Trevor Lawrence, I got some Well-deserved, so I keep but, you in line. No, not well-deserved. First off, people are just mad at me because they know I'm right. They don't like Okay, well, here. anyways, let's focus, Victor. Come on, <laughs> set up straight. Okay, but yeah, uh, so I'm not I'm not in love with either of these two decisions, but for differ, different reasons, Max. Well, no, mind you, I'm not, I'm not going to act like I'm some kind of Ty Luth truther. I think he's okay. But he, I will say the one thing he has on his that he did outcoach Steve Kerr in those finals. That is one thing he did. Because I was watching that because I'm a little weirdo really over the weekend a little that? bit. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm telling you right now. All right. They put Kevin Love at the five most of the time. The last couple of minutes they put Tristan Thompson in. And he still had Anderson Vergeau on, on some – no, he had Anderson Vergeau out there. He had uh, uh, Festus Azili guarding LeBron out picking rolls with two minutes left. And so they get Cleveland had so much space on the floor that he just switched on to Azili every time. Yeah. And then the last fifty seconds he got switched out. But the Max, great Steve Kerr. Max, you can't tell me that if Draymond Green doesn't get suspended, the Warriors don't win that series. You can't tell me that. Well, no, yeah, that's a different conversation. But the games I saw five through seven, or yeah, five through seven, Steve Kerr out totally out coached. All right. Well, maybe he thought he had it in the bag already, but I'm not giving Tyler that much credit. Job ain't done. Yeah. Okay. Well, Max. Are you ready to move on to your next rant? When did oh, you yeah. put when did you put two rants into the Google Doc sheet? I you know it just I'm I'm feeling on a Wednesday. That's that's what. All right. Okay. Fine. Fine. Let's move on to the NFL and Max. I, again, the the floor is yours. Uh, apparently, you have another rant this time on the yeah. Jets and Trevor Lawrence. Well, it's not really on the Jets because you know people in the media and like listen. I know I'm not the casual Jets fan. I think I'm. I'm would you? I'm. I think I'm a little realistic with them as th- than other Jets fans. Yeah, I think at this point, if you're not realistic with the Jets, oh, there's still Jets fans out there. They're saying, you know, this, whatever. Um, <laughs> the national media just cracks me up when it comes to the Jets. Listen, I know the Jets are a laughing stock. Okay, they've been a joke almost my whole life, except for that two little back-to-back AFC Championship game. Whatever. But I will say, and Victor, I'm sorry. Past five years, Jets and Giants have had almost the same record, correct? Yes. Okay. Management, Giants and Jets have been pretty, have been terrible the past five years. 2016 was a solid year for the Giants, but really the past decade has been a disaster besides 2016. Not up to Giants standard, you, you, you could say. No, yes, I agree. I okay. Agree. Continue. But anyway, still better than the Jets overall for a decade, but it doesn't matter. Jacksonville, we all thought they had the team – that you know was going to contend for a while, and then that whole team, that whole front office, couldn't handle them. They trade everybody on the team. Uh, you know, look at the Bengals. Yeah, but Max, I think you're getting into a dangerous territory because remember, first off, the Jets are in the biggest media capital in the world, and that's New yeah. York. Obviously, even though they play, oh, New I, I don't Jersey think I'm getting in dangerous. I, th- I think I'm getting in the danger zone, and people are getting scared of me walking no, in there. I that's think, what I think's gonna happen. Oh my god! Okay, so I think you're getting dangerous because you don't want to start comparing yourself to the Bengals. You don't want to start comparing yourself. to Oh the no, Jaguars. I will. Once I say this, you will. Okay. You will see. All right. All right. Finish. Was anybody saying Joe Burrow to the Bengals? Was anybody saying, "Oh, he shouldn't go to the Bengals. He should ask out." Uh, I, I I I can't tell you, but there were a few voices that about said him. 
about Joe Burrow not going, yes. forcing his way out of Cincinnati. There were a couple because now, go ahead. Just because the Bengals have a pretty bad history, a pretty well known history of not always doing their best to put a winning team around yep. their quarterback, even back to their boomer size and days. They've always been pretty bad with actually building a team to win. But it's like, it's like the Jets or the Bengals. You say that like, yep, that's like the Lions. There's bad franchises. Yes, I agree. Yes. Where, where was this? You know, when uh, the Browns had how many first round, how many first overall picks they have back to back? Was it? Yeah, they had a lot. Was anybody saying Miles Garrison get drafted by Browns or Baker Mayfield? He should sit out a season. Yeah, no, I I get it, Max. I I do. I do. I'm just annoyed because the moment the Jets get one, mind you, if I was Trevor Lawrence, I don't know how I would do. I'm not saying the Jets are some up and coming franchise and this and that, but I just know it's the moment the Jets have creeped up. You know, when the when the Browns are like, oh yeah, the Browns suck. You know what? And just another year, whatever. Bengals suck, whatever. But when the Jets, oh, I want to touch that team with a ten foot pole and this and that. My point is the Jets aren't the only crappy organization in football right now. No, agreed. That, that is my point. Agreed. Uh, are you sure? No, Washington too. What a dumpster fire that team's been. But you know, oh well, it's you know, let it belt. It's okay. It's another year. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Maybe I'm just a Jets fan. And I'm pissed off, but I just I can't take it anymore. And I, Le- Victor, I, listen, I love you too, by the way. You know that. But these Giants too. What, what makes if the Giants get Trevor Lawrence, Gettleman? What's so good about him? No, I agree. I agree, Max. I agree. And may I just go back? Go ahead. Go ahead. I got to get a drink anyways. Okay. I just want to go back to last week's rant because I I came – I got enraged because I was trying to make a point and it turned into three different points. So let me just just clarify by what I tried to say but – Got a little too worked up last week about Trevor Lawrence and the Jets. Ready? A, I, I'm not rooting for him to be a bust. I, I'm really not. Whether it's the only way I'm rooting for him to be a bust is if he went to Philadelphia or Dallas. I will say that was the tone you did sh- you did get, get, yeah, give off, but go ahead. What? That you, It did seem like you wanted him to suck. Uh, yeah, and that that's not what I meant. That's not what I meant. When I said, when I said bust, right? I meant more so people are going to are already giving him expectations that would be tough for anyone to live up to. And I used Andrew Luck as an example, right? Because whether it's the Jets, whether it's Giants, how can you say this guy's the next best thing? How can you say this guy's the messiah for either of those teams when he hasn't even played an NFL down? And I was trying to use other examples in the past as to why there is no sure guarantee when it comes from the transition to college to the NFL. When it comes when I was trying to make my Jets point, right, is I feel like Jets fans should have learned by now that just because you change quarterbacks, just because a quarterback has high regards, is highly scouted considered highly talented coming out of college does not mean it's going to alter your franchise. And I was just using Mark Sanchez as an example and their constant roller coaster of quarterbacks. So that's just what I was trying to say. Just because you draft Trevor Lawrence doesn't mean that he's going to make your team immensely better. 
That's no, I hear that. that I hear you. That, on that. was but just, and I was just tired of hearing all the hype how he was a guarantee when we've seen other guarantees year in year out fall short or fall flat on their face. Was Mark Sanchez a guarantee though? Not that anybody's a guarantee in the draft, but it's... okay. All right, Max. He was. He was. I can't remember everyone in that draft, but he was definitely one of the highest quarterbacks up there. A USC product. There were high expectations for him. The Jets traded up for him. Oh yeah, no, no. I'm just saying. Um, only because I remember Pete Carroll said he wasn't ready. I again, I wasn't. I wasn't saying so much that every. It's just more so that the Jets have gone through quarterback after quarterback, and they just. It, it seems like Jet fans haven't learned that there's so much more to an NFL team than a quarterback. That just because if you have Trevor Lawrence, that means that your offensive woes are going to be fixed. Well, no, you're and, you're 100 And you right. just go through a constant cycle, a never-ending cycle of yes, you get a highly drafted quarterback, but you don't surround him with anything to work with. Well, it's the same with the constant new general managers and head coaches we've had too. We can't find any consistency. Agreed, agreed. You need some consistency. You need. Some and we know in the patience. NFL, you know, the moment you get a new GM head coach, they want everyone gone. Like your boy Joe Douglas. Why the hell would you want to get rid of Quentin Williams? Well, when okay, he- okay, but but then I saw a couple of articles, Max, that said there was no tr- real truth behind that. I saw you comment I, on I that, know. and then I saw stories that differentiate. Differentiate. Yeah, I saw. I saw, I saw them too. But I just, it, you know, I just, I, I hope this Joe Douglas is good because you're not the only one. Also, 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 don't act like he's my boy. I am high on him and I am giving you guys hope because he has been around winning franchises. He has been part of the build-up process. I think he's your boy. No, he's not my boy. I think no, he's so your boy. I'm serious though. If Trevor Lawrence does go to the Jets, I hope that he is your guy. I do. It's just that... You need, like, to think that he can win, to think that if you replace Darnold with him, with Jameson Crowder as your number one wide receiver, or Frank Gore as your leading rusher, or, you know, the defense that you have, I- I'm sorry. It, no, you're right. You, look, at, look at the Colts, like you said. Exactly. Exactly. That, that That's all that I'm saying. That's all no, that I, I'm saying. Yeah, no, you're, I get where, I get where you're coming from. And again, it's just uh, again, it's not just so much Trevor Lawrence. Like I, I can go back to last year too with a couple of guys in years past. There is no sure thing in the NFL from college, and I just I, I hate that people oh, don't what? understand that. I rip on the media all the time too because I honestly don't watch the media that much. But when I see. Like on my timeline, I obviously I watch and I get annoyed. So it's on me too because I, Stephen A. Smith telling Trevor Lawrence not to do anything with football related. Stephen A. Smith didn't even know anything about football. What did he do last year? Uh, Hunter Henry when he was in the on the IR last yeah. year. Remember that? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So he, I, he, I listen to podcasts if you want NFL information. Not not those bums on ESPN. Yeah. No, I agree. But Max, let's move on. I'm, I'm glad we got through rant number two. I'm sure there will be a couple, another one coming up shortly but let's talk about Antonio Brown heading to the Buccaneers so I mean Brady's just adding more arsenal to his offensive weapons just another great talent at wide receiver Max 
it seems that the Bucks were just starting to click, and now they add another playmaker. Their defense is playing solid. Brown is now reunited with Brady after a short stint with New England last year. He's been out of the league for over a year now. His suspension ended last week. Does this make the Buccaneers the favorites? Was this a good move by the Bucs? Um, I mean, yeah, it's another new toy for Tom Brady. Why not make life easier for him, you know? Uh, who's doing on the team? Scott, Scotty Miller? He's gonna be he's gonna be replacing him as your third receiver. I think it's gonna be if he if he stays in line and doesn't you know do A B stuff. I think they're gonna be very scary on his AD's worst day. That's Guy Miller's best day, you know. And it's just <laughs> yeah, this this Tampa team. I did not think they'd be this good, and they 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 look like they're finally uh, clicking now too. Yeah, they've they've looked really good the last couple of weeks, and I gotta tell you though, I I absolutely despise this move, Max. Uh, not so much from a talent aspect, but you know, it wasn't too long ago that I was like, you know, what's been really nice is we haven't heard from Antonio Brown in a while, even on social and media. I, I know, and as soon as I thought that, I saw that. The Seahawks were pushing to sign him. And then a couple days later, the Buccaneers agreed to deal with him. And I'm so disappointed with Bruce Arians. I'm so disappointed with Tom Brady. I know Brady's been wanting him for a while, but I really thought a couple months back when Bruce Arians said we don't have room for him. I really thought he was going to say true to his word. I'm sorry. Antonio Brown is a head case. He is mentally unstable. He is the he is an active player with the worst case of cta currently in the nfl he i would not touch this man with a 39 and a half foot pole it seemed like you had enough to work with on offense i wouldn't want that cancer in the locker room from his on the field issues with the teams to his off the field issues I'm sorry, Max. I'm very disappointed with the Buccaneers, and now I'm heavily rooting against them from doing anything good. Just on the A-B move? Just on the A-B move, yep. Wow, I think that's a little much. But, you know, that's no, uh, Max. If he, if he messes up, they can cut him, and it's whatever. Well, no, I, I agreed, agreed. But I think, I think that they're – I mean, listen, Bruce Arians is coming out and saying all the right things. I don't want to hear about touches. I don't want to hear about – targets and all that i don't want to hear you know about being the guy i get it you know he's he's saying what he he should be but i so wished that the nfl teams would have stayed away from this guy i i really can't stand him and when you think about this man getting a second chance over other guys that again maybe didn't have the success that he had but you know his attitude his personality whether he got help or not, I, I wouldn't have touched him. I really wouldn't have. And and again, they were clicking. Everything seemed to be fine. And I know you can never have too much of a good thing, but I just think that this is a ticking time bomb. And if things don't go well, it could be damaging to not only the locker room, but to the season as a whole. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it definitely could, but I don't know. I just feel like AB, he knows this is kind of his last chance. So you think he'll play nice and everything like that? Obviously, we don't know. I would, I would think he probably would because he's he's getting like two point five million for 
for that's kind of a lot for a guy you don't really want on your team. Yeah. No, I know. I know. It's you just know, so, I know. Also, another he's, thing. He has more incentives, too, to, I think, if he wins games, Super Bowl, stuff like that. I don't know. Okay, so let me ask you this. And also, it's worth noting that I, I actually forgot about this. The Super Bowl will be played at Raymond James Stadium. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Do you think that this makes the Bucks the favorites? Uh, now, if he's, like, you know, 80%, 90% of himself, it definitely helps them. I think, as of right now, they're probably the best team in that uh, conference. In the NFC? Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I you know, I know that they're coming off a loss. It, it was a tough divisional loss. I, I still like the Seahawks up there. I like to have the Packers bounce back. Uh, I don't like Seattle. You don't like Seattle as a favorite? I don't like their defense. I know, I know. Their defense is suspect, man. But let's see with Jamal Adams getting healthier, if that makes a difference. They also just traded for Carlos Dunlap. Let, let's see if that defense is able to. And they got uh, snacks. They did get snacks. Yep, personal favorite giant of mine. His time with the team was shorter than I would have liked, but that that is also a good pickup. He's a run stuffer, um, and at yeah. times can get after the quarterback. So I like that, and I'm rooting for him too. And I think He's, I, I like him on the Jets too. I hope he does good. Yeah. No. Same here. Now, Max, let's talk about Brady's former team, who isn't having as much luck, and that's the New England Patriots. They, Max, for the first time since 2002, have lost three games in a row. They are now 2-4. and four. They got blown out by their former backup quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, and his San Francisco 49ers. Max, this is something we're not really used to seeing. You know, we talked about whether or not it should be they should be in panic mode last week. Cam Newton on the season. But Cam Newton in that game against the 49ers was benched for Stidham. On the season, he only has 969 yards in five games, two touchdowns max, and seven interceptions. Brady has 18 touchdowns. The Patriots as a team only have three passing touchdowns. Max, is this, I don't know, is this just a couple of, bad games strung in a row or do, do you think that the Patriots need to start thinking about rebuilding well mind you I, I think we're I think me and you can both say we don't like New England so I respect that, I respect yeah. and like Bill Belichick I respected Brady I hate New England fans yeah okay just about, the, about just about the same reasoning yeah but I will say to be fair to them Corona hit them pretty bad. They, you know, they lost a lot of players on their team. Yes. Due to Corona. So, you got, you know, that's still in factors. It looked like Cam was starting to like, finally get in a rhythm almost. Like, and then, you know, Corona had, he didn't play like in what, two weeks or three or something like that? He didn't play. I think it's two weeks he didn't play. It was only one game, and that was against the Kansas City Chiefs. Then he came back against the Broncos and really struggled. And then this past week, he struggled once more against the San Francisco Niners, 49ers. I think they had a reschedule game in there too, didn't they? Let me check real quick. Well, okay, while you're doing that, you know, this team, now mind you, I do like Cam more than the average person. Obviously, he didn't look too good uh, Sunday against San Fran. But this, uh, you know, we're not gonna act. We 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 can stop acting like this team's good. Like the receivers are probably the lowest in the league almost. Edelman's on one leg. Uh, Nikhil Harry can't get open. 
they got a good run game though. But, but you know, even they're flushing a couple linemen too. They're moving their left tackle to left guard. They're you know the team's kind of just like a mess right now. They have no pass rush. Secondary so good, but I, I'm saying this. I'm making a lot of excuses for for uh, New England, but this team is just not that talented to be honest with you. Yeah, Max. First off, they do not have deep talent at the wide receiving position, and a couple names that I've heard about them being in the trade market for whether it's just ideas that have been pitched or whatever Adam Thielen, Julio Jones, stuff like that. But you know, I don't know if a move like that automatically makes them that much better of a team. Now it does add weapons to their holster. Don't get me wrong. And it would make things easier for Cam Newton. I think you're partly right, Max. I think that Corona really got them off their game. Again, this is something that even a genius, a mastermind like Bill Belichick can't can't practice account for. Exactly. You know, Listen, not to be too hard on Cam Newton, but it almost looks like he's aged in the last couple of weeks compared to his first three weeks in this regular season. Listen, I'll put it like this, Max, and and I said this about the Bills to show that they're real or not. If the Patriots come back this week and beat the Bills, I think they'll be fine. I think that they will get back on track and maybe not make a run for the division, but be a wild card team. If yeah, I, I can I can see that. If they lose, don't be, and and we'll talk about this in a little bit. Don't be surprised if Cam Newton gets traded. That's my take. Uh, because I, I think, at that point, what are you really playing for? Right, get yep, what you can for Cam Newton. See what you have at quarterback with Stidham because even you know unless Cam Newton really had a comeback year like I, I like I, I'll admit I'm on the record saying you know if this is what you're getting albeit a small sample size I don't know if you're gonna resign him to a long term contract so you might as well get what you can for him maybe a team like Dallas picks up the phone and sees what they can get for him, especially in the division that they're playing. If they lose this week, they'll drop to two and five. They'll be four games back of the AFC East. You know, might as well see what you have with Stidham as quarterback, or you prepare for the draft and you hope to find your next quarterback. There was, there was a report how apparently there's uh, been some calls for uh, Gilmore too. Yes, I did see that. I did see that. I, I, again, you know, if his if his value is high, and you f- truly feel, if Bill Belichick really feels that this team is a couple different holes away from being contenders to being a talented team, you might as well get what you can for your best players now, and not waste your time. So are you telling me this is a make or break game? Yes. Wow. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. I love it. No, I do. I, I, I do. And listen, <laughs> and listen, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I really think that this will decide not only the rest of the season, but the future, the immediate future for the New England no, Patriots. That, no, I, I agree with you. Because, I, listen, what I, again, Max, do you disagree with me? First off, I was a little surprised that – Belichick didn't come out and say that Cam was being benched. However, 
you know, a couple games in a row seems a little harsh, especially by the way he came out out of the gates. But, you know, make it three in a row to a team that you never used to lose to with Brady as your quarterback. I I, I don't know. I, I just don't see the – I don't see a lot of pros with remaining with Cam as your starting quarterback moving forward. No, I guess we'll. Uh, I guess we're definitely gonna find out this weekend. We'll see. Huh? We'll see. And Max, just real quick though, just real quick, right? It's way too early to say that Brady was more valuable to that Patriots dynasty than Bill Belichick was. If Bill Belichick had as many weapons as Brady did, he would find a way to win as well. Not to yeah. take any way from Brady. I understand that I said that Father Time would catch up to him, and it hasn't yet, but. Listen, I think I could go out there and be quarterback for the Buccaneers, and I'd hold my own. I think we should go to the next topic. <laughs> anyway, um, so another a team that is a powerhouse in the AFC right now and the last remaining undefeated team in the entire NFL is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Max, they held on against the Tennessee Titans – in a 27-24 victory, they beat, you know, your guy, Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> I knew that wasn't going to happen. They are 6-0 and atop of the AFC North. They have a big divisional game this upcoming week against the Baltimore Ravens. A lot of people are jumping onto the Steeler bandwagon. And yes, Roethlisberger, despite the multiple interception game against the Titans, has been playing well since coming back off of... The injury last year, they have a lot of different weapons on that offense. A new guy seems to step up each game. That defense is doing their thing. Max, are they the best team in the NFL right now? In the NFL or the uh, conference? I asked the NFL, but you can change it to conference if you'd like. Okay. Uh... No, I, I don't think they are, but that doesn't mean I don't think they're definitely probably top three. I don't think they're the best team in the NFL or their conference. Oh wow. I'm taking until they are knocked off, I am taking the Kansas City Chiefs. I think that the and again, you know, I know you're uh, not oh, Victor, you're I don't want to stop you, but did you get the update? What happened? New York Mayor Bill de Blasio is privately trying to stop Steve Cohen from buying Mets. No way, no way, no way, no way, no way, no way. Max, 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 Max. The New York Post. No, no, Max, Max, Max. That's not funny, Max. You think I just made up that mayor's name? Max, 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 Max. That is one of my biggest fears happening. And, Okay. All right, quickly, no, the Steelers are not the best team. I think there are other teams better. And let's move on to, oh, my God, that just ruined. Oh, Stephon Gilmore put his house on the uh, market. Oh, my God. Wow, we got some insight news on here. That's so bad, dude. I can't believe that's happening. I hate de Blasio. But anyway, no, I don't think the Steelers are the worst, uh, are the best team in the NFL. Max, I I had the Chiefs ahead of them. I think an argument could be made for the Buccaneers. I think that the Packers, Seahawks are right there. You know, let's see how they do against their own division with the Ravens this upcoming week. 
no, I, I don't think the Steelers are the best team in the NFL. And I, I think their first loss will be coming this week. Oh, wow. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that game. What? I'm looking forward to this. Oh, game. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Very much so. I, I expect this to be the best. The best week of the best game of this week, Max. And just just I can't believe that this turned out to be the case with how bad that NFC East is. You know that the NFC East is playing both Sunday night and Monday night? Sunday night is Eagles-Cowboys, and Monday night is Giants-Buccaneers. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine if Antonio Brown kills the Giants? (laughs) You're going to be sick. Okay, so next week is also the NFL trade deadline, Max, and... You know, a couple of big names have been talked about. Obviously, we saw Dunlap go to Seattle. We saw Everson Griffin go back to the NFC North with the Detroit Lions. Yannick went to the Ravens, who we just talked about, from the Minnesota Vikings. Other names that are rumored to be traded or on the trading block, Evan Ingram. Spoiler alert, I want him gone, Max. I want him gone. Really? AJ... Yeah, Max, did you see his drop last week? Yeah, well, no, I just... Did well, go you ahead, see? go ahead. 21 drops since 2017, most by tight end in the NFL during that span. A.J. Green, Julio Jones. Oh, so you say, you keep you keep saying, go ahead, go ahead. Are you in a rush or something? Do you have a date? No, no, I was just... I like this fast pace. Okay. J.J. Watt. Adam Thielen, possibly, Harrison Smith. Vikings might be one of those teams that just do a fire sale. Also, speaking about the Vikings real quick, I think it would be an absolute mistake by them to let Zimmer go. He is not the reason they are having a disappointing year, but I digress. Max, whether it's those names, whether there are other names you've heard, who okay. would you like to see be traded and to where? Uh, I would like to see Julio Jones get traded. I think you you mentioned in Minnesota should do a fire sale. I think um, Atlanta actually should because they have actually a lot of like talent. They just don't win games for whatever reason. Like they got Matt Ryan. I'd kick the tires on. Uh, they're not going to have any cap space next year either. So why why not get some picks now? They got Neil mm-hmm. as a safety. Um, they got Grady Jarrett. They got the one uh, end from I think it's McKinley from UCLA. Mm-hmm. So you know they got guys who you would want on teams, especially you know playoff teams are always looking for another step up. So I think Atlanta should actually be the team. But for Julio, I would like to see him go to contender. I would love to see him go to Green Bay. Yeah, so would I. That would be great. I would love to Could see you him go imagine there. seeing Rodgers and him on the same offense? Yeah, especially Adams too now. Like that'd be a nice little. Yeah. Well, Adams, Adams, I really think is one of the more underappreciated guys in the NFL. I I think that he, if you ask me right now. And really for a while now, but he's a top five receiver to me. He doesn't get enough credit. Yeah, no, he's definitely underrated. Yeah, no, he definitely is. Uh, the other guys, I saw a rumor that J.J. Watt to Cleveland mm, is picking up some nah, steam. I don't I, want that to happen for him. Oh, I would love to see that to happen, that fraud. Anyways. Uh, <sighs> I, You know, a lot, you're not the only person that I know. Another J.J. One Watt going to Cleveland would be perfect for me. I, I can't stand either of them. Why can you not stand J.J. Uh, Watt? Can I ask I mean, this guy, this guy said he's some kind, he lives in the Rockies uh, cabin. You know, in the movie Rockies in that cabin, woods, uh, working out, this and that, no TV. The man has a helipad and an elevator in this cabin. Okay, all right. I mean, this J.J. Watt guy. <laughs> 
there's a time he didn't get a sack for two years. The the okay, but he also faced pretty serious injuries, Max. And that's great. There was a time when if he was healthy for the majority or the full season, you know, he won the defensive player of the year three times. He was one of the most most dominant defensive players to ever play in this game. Yeah, I remember when he wanted to catch touchdowns too so bad. Yeah, back when the Texans coach, needed coach got, put me in. coach has got to put me in. Yeah, and he he made some catches that were better than what actual wide receivers could do, Max. That's great. This big JJ okay. Watt. I mean, I, I've had enough okay. of this guy. All right. So again, you're getting me off point. You know, I would unlike you, I would like to see JJ Watt go to an actual contender. I would love to Cleveland see is him. Five and two. What? Cleveland's five, Cleveland's five yeah, and two. Okay. Yeah, okay. Okay. What do you mean? A real contender. Like the Green Bay Packers head back home. I think that would oh, be he a would, great Oh, story. yeah. That'd be. <laughs> I'm not going to say what I was going to say. You are so maniacal, dude. It's not funny. AJ Green <laughs> is another receiver, another player that I would love to see on a contender. I think Green Bay would be a great fit. I actually said this, whether it was last episode or the week before, I think there are plenty of places that Julio Jones could go to and instantly make that team much better. I think that a team will be lucky to get a guy like that. You know, a team that I think should be in the wide receiver market because they've let go a top five one in the offseason, but they just don't have top tier picks to give away right now is the Houston Texans because you see how much Hopkins being traded away has hurt that offense it along with their offensive line. But, you know, Deshaun needs to be able to get the ball out of his hands quickly. And, and I'm sorry, the current cast of guys that they have right now is not getting it done. Uh, you know, I want Evan Ingram gone. I don't care if it's New England. I don't care if it's Indianapolis. I, I just want him off my team. I've seen enough of him. He's like a Michael Conforto with the Mets, but Conforto actually showed me something this past year. He's too inconsistent for my likings. He catches that ball last week. My Giants beat Philly, something that they haven't done in years. They'd be tied with first place or like half a game out. But no, he drops it. Philly goes on to win that game. I was disgusted. Anyway, yeah, AJ Green is another guy I would love to see. Any of the teams that we've already named, I think I would love to see him on a contender as well, Max. I saw another rumor uh, that Will Fuller is getting interest from uh, Green Bay as well. Yeah, I saw that. Um, You know, to pair up with Devonta Adams, I think that would be great. Uh, again, if you don't want to give up too much for a guy like Julio Jones, a guy like A.J. Green, I still think Aaron Rodgers makes guys better, and I think he would do wonders with Fuller as well. You know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I... I I wouldn't be shocked because, again, the NFL is still the NFL where big trades rarely happen. I wouldn't be surprised if this week came and passed and the major guys that we talked about are still with their original teams. Yeah, I I would like to see at least one big name go, but other than that, it's the NFL. I'd also love Seattle to add another wide receiver, but we'll see if that happens. I think they need defense now. I do. No, I think that they do need defense, and we'll see with their l- latest couple of moves it'll, if it will help them. But, you know, I, I, again, you can never have too much of a good thing to add another guy to, with Metcalf, with Lockett. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens this week. All right, Max. So 
to have a little fun in this Halloween edition, we're going to do some Halloween-inspired segments. And the first one is scary scenarios for our favorite sports teams. And I will let you go first, Max. What is a scary scenario that you have for your... So first off, first off, what are you scared of, Max? Like in general? Yeah. Uh, women. <laughs> no, that women. I'll be honest with you, probably like snakes and rats. Not snakes, really. Uh, rats, mouse. Really? Huh? Yeah. 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 Um, for me, um, it's clowns, dude. Clowns, creepy clowns, really terrify me. Also, roaches. Any sort of insect, really. Ones that fly, one that move fast, one with, like, thousand legs. Yeah, like, no, they're definitely, yeah, oh, I don't like them either, but scary. I don't, I'm not oh, really scared of them. Also, uh, you know what I used to be afraid of that people used to make fun of me for? Because of bad experience at the Bronx Zoo? Oh, God, what? Apes. <laughs> I was, really? Uh, I was tapping on the gorilla glass as a young kid. And, oh, and okay. one started to charge at me, and I got scared, and I fell back and hit my head. So that was a very traumatizing experience. Anyhow. Oh, wow. What is a scary scenario that could that you're terrified of happening for your sports teams? Well, I, I think I'm gonna go with the Jets here, and that's next off season with Adam Gase still the head coach. Okay, I like that one. I like that one. I'll, I'll start with my Giants, and mine is that we become the next version of the Cleveland Browns and can't find our next franchise quarterback. Now, that's not to say I'm giving up on Daniel Jones. That is not what I'm saying at all. But we yeah, were we were graced to have Eli Manning for almost two decades, two Super Bowl championships, Iron Man, not missing a game due to injury. It just terrifies me to think about being a team like the Browns, even like your Jets, who go through each quarterback hoping for a different result, but in the end – no one is able to win, and that it is my easy. biggest field, <laughs> uh, biggest fear. Why? It's it's not easy, and it's definitely not fun. Yeah, no, it's definitely not easy finding your franchise quarterback. That's why. That's why I got. That's why teams like the Colts, who went from Payne Manning to Andrew Luck, teams like the Green Bay Packers, who went from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, should be counting their blessings, man. Handouts. What? I said they're. Ha- it's handouts. Oh yeah, exactly. No, I know, I know. Uh, Max, do you have another one? Uh, you know, I'll be honest with you. When it comes to Miami, I just hope that they don't do anything that interferes with next season's uh, cap hold. So I don't want any like two-year deals, three-year deals, long-term deals in general. Okay. But other than that, I I don't think Miami's going to be in too much uh p- problems. Okay, so just to give my other two because I thought of one for my Mets and Knicks. Um, Mets, you actually, you really made my heart drop with that Bill de Blasio news because I am terrified for Jeff Wilpon to have any sort... I know that even with the steal, he'll have 5%, but I am terrified that he remains the majority owner. I do not want anything to do with that man. I don't care if he ends up like a ditch. Like I told you, Max, he is a loser. Whether it was calling David Wright... Whether it was not calling David Wright a superstar, disrespecting the captain, disrespecting the man who is the reason why a lot of Mets fans kept paying attention to the team during some of their worst years this past decade and last decade, whether it was, you know, the Bernie Madoff scheme, whether it was not being aggressive in the off season, 
Now, Victor. He's just, he, he, he's like the boogeyman, and I want nothing to do with him. What? I just have one question. I'm being serious, too. Why, what's going on with that mayor? Why, why is he, why is that like a thing? You know, it's, I, I'm not really 100% sure. I do know that City Field, like their lease or whatever. Oh, it has something to do with has field something to do with, like, New York government and stuff like that. And I don't know why or how. I really don't know, Max. I don't no, know no, how not, the lease. No, I don't. I feel like it makes zero sense. No, like, yeah, no, no, no. And no, I really had a better answer for you. I really don't know how it impacts it, but it impacts it somehow, obviously. Now, I mean, for, it is New York State. We are pretty stupid in a lot of things. Yeah, very. But, <laughs> uh, but you know, Max, I don't. I really don't know, and it kills me because apparently all was going well with owners. Uh, apparently, he had the amount of votes, the amount of yeses to become the majority owner. And then something just keeps popping up. So my biggest fear for the Mets is that Jeff Wilpon stays with this team somehow, some way. And then with the Knicks, you know what? I lied. I've seen as much as that as they can throw my way. If I had to say one, is that they end up trading more than one first round draft pick, but I'm already expecting that for a player that I don't even want. And that's, I'm going to pay off for them or make them that much better. Like in Oladipo. So you know what the Knicks, the Knicks are a horror show already. I was going to say, I I was going to expect you uh, to have a Knicks one because I think you've seen everything But real quick. Did you see how executives around the league? I always hear when people say that because they don't want to put their name on anything. Bunch of cowards um, are expecting uh, the Knicks to be the uh, Kentucky of the NBA or something like that because they got a uh, big house gains as the assistant coach or Payne, and they think a lot of Kentucky guys are going to flop to New York. I hate them. I hate no them. hope, huh? No, no. Why should <laughs> I? Oh well, you know what though, Max? It just goes back to my original prediction for this team that you laughed at. Who went to Kentucky, Max? Anthony Davis ain't going there. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the next one now? Here you uh-huh. go. Jesus, Victor. <laughs> All right. And a little more fun. Max, top three candies. Go. Number one. Are we ranking them or just what we like? No, ranking them, dude. Okay. That's Number why I said one, top going... three favorite. Why don't you want it order? Okay. Yeah, order. Number one, I'm going with peanut MMs. I, I love those. Okay, continue. Yep. Number two, I'm going with Reese cups. Reese's. Reese's cups. Sorry, yeah, put me on the cross. <laughs> continue. And number three, you know, it's basic, but I think you got to do it. The Hershey Kiss. Really? That's too basic, dude. Oh, that's weird. I thought it's my list for asking here. <laughs> Dude, all right. Well, first off, Max, I, I will say this about your list, and I'm in the same boat. I'm much more of a chocolate person over a, um, you know, like it's, n- I mean, I know they're all sweets, but, you know, like um, 
the sugary ones, like let's say Sour Patch Kids and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, like but, the gummies. Yeah, yeah, I'm much more of a chocolate person. And to be honest with you, there is no better combination than chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter go together like Eli Manning and fourth quarter Super Bowl comebacks. Just a perfect combination. Best food combination out there. I don't care what anyone says. Number one on my list is the classic Reese's peanut butter cups. The only one that tops that candy are the special ones like the Christmas tree Reese's peanut butter cups or the Reese's peanut butter egg around uh, Easter holiday. Um, Reese's peanut yeah, butter cups. Talking about. Yeah. Number two, I'm a big Snickers guy. I love oh, yeah. Snickers. They've creeped up on me the last couple of years, almost to the point where that they have given Reese's peanut butter cups a good run for their money. And Max, have you ever had, have you ever had Snickers peanut butter? Yeah, that is a dangerous candy. I I don't know about you. I have a very bad sweet tooth where once I start, it's very hard for me to stop. Yeah, I'm kind of, I kind of go up and down. Yeah. With it. Yeah, and and I usually am able to last longer with a cup of milk. And number three, don't get personal, Victor. <laughs> I, you know what? I said it, and then I was like, Jesus, what did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> and then number three, Max, I'm gonna throw you a curveball. Now, I've heard a lot of people don't like this because it gets stuck in their teeth. I'm actually a big Butterfinger guy. Speaking of curveballs, real quick, remember when we uh, played wiffle ball? Uh, at the end of the year, I struck you out. <laughs> no, dude, that did not happen. No, not in this life. Okay. <laughs> no, that was actually a lot of fun. If only you invited me to more of those. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's okay, Max. We we got we've gotten closer post college, and I couldn't have asked for anything better. Yeah, but, that's real sweet. <laughs> but um. Yeah, the, those are my top three. Um, I don't know about you, but I've already bought some candy for myself, and yeah, I've I've gone through at least one bag. But wow, nice I, Victor. I've shared, I've shared, I've shared because you know, summer beach body twenty twenty one come in hot. Okay. Um, you know, this summer was summer personality, obviously, because you know, with yep. COVID, it's not like I could have went anywhere. Or just hammered getting uh getting hammered talking to match guys <laughs> exactly exactly but yeah so that's my top three max uh i think you made a great call with peanut m&ms those are by far my favorite m&ms yeah i love those yeah and uh max you know no one that uh i like i don't know about you twix i like twix but you know i like to i don't know if you ever had it take five those are good dude those are very good underrated yes very underrated yeah yeah. All right, Max. So now that all the fun and games are over, let's conclude this episode with our week eight picks. And dude, I really can't believe, and we're going to have a mid season NFL recap show. Hopefully Peter and Oliver are able to join us again at some point because they did the pre season NFL show. But Max, I can't believe it's already week eight. I feel like this season is flying by. I know the the one good thing I love about football season is once it's like you know almost over with, it's like summer summer's on the almost horizon because like February comes around, they got March, April. Well, that's why I wish the Knicks were better because when they were good for those couple of seasons, it was always a nice thing. Like so, I w- growing up as a kid, it was like the NFL and then 
a big space in my life because I didn't really care for basketball and I was too young to do March Madness really. So I always had to wait for baseball season. But now that I'm into basketball, it's nice to have something to watch on a regular basis until baseball comes back. It's just that I don't have a team to really invest my time into because the Knicks suck. Yeah, no, I don't don't blame you. Yeah, (laughs) but all right, Max, Thursday night matchup, NFC South battle, Falcons versus the Panthers. Oh my god, I forgot that that is Thursday night. Jesus. Uh what a what a I mean the Falcons can't win this. Literally. Literally a, and I like I like that Panthers team. I like I am going with Carolina. They've lost the last two. I still like them. Uh, you know, the Falcons, I'll say this, Max. First off, Todd Gurley lost the game essentially by scoring a touchdown, which is amazing because the Falcons defense can't stop a nosebleed. It allowed Matt Stafford. Yeah, I'm sorry. Lines. I know everyone's yelling at Gurley. The defense, the lines march right down the field. No, I know. I know. But, Max, I just want to point out real quick, I I predict Dan Quinn gets fired. He does. You predict Matt Patricia gets fired, and he leads his team back to a 3-3, three and three, 500 record. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, well, I got to stop – uh, saying who I don't like because they always end up doing good. At the <laughs> Except end. for Adam Gase. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, Falcons are a sneaky team. They're definitely not making the playoffs, but they have enough offensive weapons to surprise some teams. I'll go with the Falcons in this one. Wow. Yeah. All right, Max, I put a lot of pressure on the Patriots. Patriots at the Bills. Who wins this matchup of the AFC East teams? I am going. I'm going with New England. Damn, Max, I really wanted you to go with the Bills because I haven't liked what I've seen from Buffalo the past couple games. Yeah, dude. Let's face it. Josh Allen truly is a fraud. I I mean, listen, their defense was able to do some things against the Jets. Guess what? It's the Jets. They should have done some things. I'm going with the Patriots, too. I I think that this is like a bounce back game for them. Titans at the Bengals. Max. Titans coming off their first loss. The Bengals, Max, they only have one bin, but they've they've played some tough games, man. They've kept it close. Yeah, they fight. They're just, I mean, they have no offensive line. Um, no I mean, offensive Titans, line and have, no defense, dude. Yeah, I mean, Tennessee's defense isn't really too great, honestly, either. To be honest with you, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Cincinnati. You know what? I'll go opposite with you on this. I'm going Titans. But not because of Ryan Tannehill, more so because of Derrick Henry. Raiders, <laughs> Raiders at the Browns. Max, who do you have? Oh God! I... Browns only win. This is a fact. Browns only win against a bad team. That is a fact. And it's a fact. Every time I pick them, they win. Or if I don't pick them, they win. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go uh, Oakland. They didn't look terrible against Tampa Las Bay. Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas, yeah. Again, put me on the cross. Sorry. <laughs> um, damn it, Max. I really wanted you to go with the Browns. I'm going Raiders, too. Big loss, Max, for the Browns. Odell Beckham Jr. torn ACL. That is a big loss. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. No, dude. I really, I, I really don't hate him to the fact that, like, I'm, I'm happy that he's injured. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, really. I was just asking. Yeah, no, I'm. I'm just saying. I really do think that he was, he was making plays this year, and it just, you know, it sucks to see. I, again, I, I've never hated him, even after the trade, to the point that you know I've shut him out. 
basically. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. Colts at the Lions. Ooh. This is a sneaky game, dude. I feel dude. like this is going to be like a close game for some reason. Yeah, so do I. I could actually see it being like a high-scoring event. I, I, I'm not I'm not giving that Patricia two games in a row. I'm going with Phillip Rivers and those boys. Yeah, I'm going with the Colts, too. I, I'll go with the Colts. Vikings at the Packers. Oh, Packers. Yeah, I'm going Packers, too. I mean, really, the wheels have come off the Vikings train. I know that they're dealing with some injuries, but, man, what what a disappointing year. Yeah. Max, I, you know, just real quick, and if it makes you, if, 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 if it makes you feel better, remember Ben McAdoo for the Giants? Oh yeah, cheese, Mr. Cheesecake Factory. He uh he wanted to trade up for Patrick Mahomes that draft. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. he wanted to get rid of Eli and you, yeah. you got Giants fans want to yeah. kill him. Uh, uh, yeah, dude, because he disrespected him and I don't no, like He was right in the end. No. No. Yeah, he was. He oh stop no. it. Eli was uh, Dude, listen, they it. didn't give him an offensive line to work with. <laughs> okay. I'm going with the Chiefs. Don't don't be disrespectful. Also, I'm hoping for Le'Veon Bell to get over 200 rushing yards. 200? I want him to score three touchdowns. <laughs> <laughs> Rams at the Dolphins. Rams coming off that Monday night victory over the Bears. Dolphins, first to a start, to a time, Max. Who do you got? Welcome to the NFL. I'm picking uh, the Rams. Yeah, welcome to the NFL when Aaron Donald gets his hands on you i'm going with the rams too big time afc north matchup max steelers at the Ravens. steelers last remaining team in the nfl max who do you got i uh, this is tricky one for me i'm gonna go hmm i'm going with ravens uh, i'm going baltimore on this one yeah so am i Funny how you didn't answer until I said something, but I'm going Baltimore too. I I I love that addition of Yannick on to that defensive line for the Ravens, and you know, again, nothing. I I definitely disrespected them and Ben Roethlisberger in the off season. I'm not going to apologize because I said what I said, but you know, the Steelers are a serious contender in the AFC this year. But I'm going with the Ravens this week. Chargers at the Broncos, Max. Justin Herbert is giving Joe Burrow a run for his money for Rookie of the Year. Who do you got in this matchup? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Yeah, I'll go with the Chargers too in this one. You know, the Broncos. I don't know. Eh. Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. What? That's another team too. If they didn't get Peyton Manning, what the hell are the Broncos? Uh what do you mean? Wait, wait. Why are you attacking them? I just because you know everyone just talks about terrible organizations. They got Peyton Manning. Ah, uh, easy. They're not historically terrible like the Browns, like the Jaguars, like. Who, okay, no, they're not. But what have they done recently? They can't find a quarterback. They still can't find one. No, and that's true. That's true. Uh, Great John Elway, QB whisper. I, I agree Gabe with Brock that. Osweiler, I agree with that. Money. I agree with that. They were still able to pull off the Peyton Manning de- uh, signing and win the Super Bowl. So you know you can't just erase history, Max. No, but the last five years can. Okay, Saints at the Bears. Max, who do you have in this NFC matchup? Uh, Max, are are the Bears frauds? Uh, yeah, probably. 
Yeah. I, I Listen, I still think that defense wins you championships. I do believe that's possible, but not with the level of quarterback play that the Bears have gotten this year. Even with Nick Foles replacing Trubisky, it has not been a pretty picture. I'm going with the Saints. I'm actually going with the Bears. Really? Okay. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I, I always try, try to get one upset, and that, that's what I'm going with. All right, Max, the 49ers, after dropping to below 500, have won two in a row, and they go on the road to face the Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off their first loss. Max, the NFC West is kind of ridiculous. Who do you have in this matchup, though? I, I San Fran hasn't gotten better. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go with Seattle. I don't think they're going to lose two games in a row, especially the divisional opponents. First off, felt great for Garoppolo getting a win in New England, right? Yeah. But yeah. I think that their winning streak comes to a halt against the Seahawks this week because, I don't know, I just don't see the Seahawks losing two in a row. I think that their offense is too dangerous. And I, I think you'll start to see Seattle's defense play better. Sunday night football, what a doozy we have. We have the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Man. Against the Philadelphia Eagles. Jerry Jones getting so fed up, he's starting to tell radio hosts to shut up and let him answer. Max, you know what? My Giants are struggling. One of the worst teams in the league. The worst division in the league. In the worst division in the league. Worst team in that division. But you know what? There's always a smile on my face when the Dallas Cowboys are struggling. Who do you have in this matchup? I'm going to go with the Eagles. Not proud of it. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles too. Yeah, I don't. I mean, Andy Dalton, dude, even before he got injured, which that was a very dirty hit. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Andy Dalton looked like he was a rookie. He he didn't look like he was an NFL quarterback, a stable NFL quarterback for the last decade or so. He, and I hope for the people who don't like Dak, kind of, you know, give him a little respect now. Yeah. No, I know. I know. And just a little. I'm not, I'm not asking for much. Just a little bit more. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Even though I do think a banged-up offensive line has – led to some of Dallas's struggles. Yeah, their defense is awful. And Elliot is a shell of his former self, dude. Elliot, yeah, he, I don't know what happened to him. Yeah. I don't know. What I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, I know. So but I do think that each game with each game that goes by you'll see more and more Dax value to this franchise. And then finally Max Oh boy. The best the best football team the in New York Buccaneers baby. against the Giants. Now Max you know, Time out, Victor. Time out. What? The New York football The Giants. New York football Giants, yes. Have a little respect for your own team. Best team, in, best team in the Tri-State area. Yes. Max, I just want to say real quick, just to remind you that obviously, obviously there's no other team in the NFL who owns more real estate in Tom Brady's head than my Giants because, yep. as you know, two Super football Bowl losses. Uh, New York football Giants, two losses. But... Everyone from those Super Bowls is now gone. Eli retired last year, so we won't get another classic Eli versus Brady matchup. <laughs> but, Max, who do you... Okay, dude, what are you laughing about? You can't be serious. What, dude? Another classic game with Eli with cement feet in the pocket. Okay, Max, who are you going Buccaneers by a doozy. Okay. I'm hoping that it's not just Eli's ways and that it's the Giants franchise as a whole. Brady, notorious for having off games against my Giants. I'm going with the Giants in an upset. Okay, 
No, you're not. Are you for real? Yeah, dude, I'm not. I'm not picking against my team at all. Oh wow, I like that. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going with the Giants in an upset. And you know what, Max? When they win, when they win, right? They'll be two and six. Guess in who? That division. Guess who they have next week to get back into the division race? The Philadelphia oh, the, uh... Eagles. And then we are right back in it. Fellas. I thought they played. Wait, what'd you say? They play the Buccaneers this Monday night, and then they play the Philadelphia Eagles again. No, it, says week, it says week nine they play Washington. They play Washington after this week? Yeah. When do they play the Eagles then? Giants versus Eagles. Blah, 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 blah. Giants versus Eagles, November 15th. So when week is that? 10. Oh, oh, a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. So, oh, that's yeah. fine. We got plenty of time to make up lost ground. Anyway, Max... I hope you have a great Halloween, no matter what you do. Thank you very much again for joining me. Do you have any more articles coming out this week? Uh, Yeah, I actually should have one by either Thursday or Friday on what the Heat should do with the uh, 20th pick. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Nice. I'm looking forward to that. You had some great work last week. Keep it up. And, you know, everyone, please follow us on Facebook. Old School of Sport is the Facebook page. On Twitter, at Old School of Sport. At Victor Pusteri is my Twitter and Instagram handle. That's at Victor Pusteri. Max, let them know. Uh, on every on Instagram, Twitter, um, MaxMarshall136. And until next time, everyone, have a great Halloween and stay safe. <laughs>